Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the Noon Report, we spotlight the issues impacting our schools with Dr. Ralph Kerr at the Teaching and Learning Institute. Ralph, welcome back to the program, sir. Trust you had a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Bob. Great to be with you again. And it's great to have you back on. We took a week off last week, so there's a lot to get to. It piles up if you don't stay <laughs> on it. But uh, before uh, October gives way to November, we want to just brag on our school board members for a minute because October is School Board Member Appreciation Month or Recognition Month. It's one of those two. But uh, talk for a minute, Ralph, if you would, about the vital role that school board members play when it comes to the education of our children. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Bob. There are 95,000 Board of Education members across the whole country, and some people say this is the most thankless yet rewarding position that an individual can take on. Districts are supervised by the board in terms of how their funds are spent, the important role of developing and holding up policies. And I might just say that later this week, the New York State School Boards Association is meeting for their annual convention in Buffalo. That's always a good time for board members to get together and be trained in what's happening in districts across the state and the country. And at the end of this program, we always ask for your website, and it's whyrun.org. And people ask me all the time, what does that mean, whyrun.org? And the whole purpose to that is why run for your local school board, because that is why you exist, is to get good Christians involved in our public schools. And Ralph, it is such a vital and necessary thing. Uh, If we want to change our communities, that is how it starts. Uh, One thing we need to do a better job at is changing ACT scores, Ralph, because they are the lowest they've been since. It's 1991. What's to blame for this? Well, there are plenty of blame to go around. This continues to be an outcome of the COVID pandemic. Although I have to tell you, Bob, I'm not really that concerned about it. 36% of the graduating seniors took the test, and that's down from 58% in 2016. Many colleges are not even asking for test scores either from the ACT or the SATs. I don't know about you, but if I don't need to take a test, I won't do it. And I think that's what's happening. And uh, unfortunately, those people that are taking it are, are not doing that well. I think all the fuss that's been made over this has really been made by the company that produces the ACTs. And my suspicion is that they're concerned that their test may just go away at some point. All right, moving on. Uh, Parent-teacher conference season is always a pleasant time. I had my first encounter last week. It went over pretty well. And as I was sitting there talking to this earth science teacher in Corning, New York, a wonderful man, I was thinking, hey, uh, what are some good questions that parents can ask when they go into that parent-teacher conference? Ralph, what would you suggest? Well, it is important that parents be prepared and that they not just let the teacher dominate the conversation. Here are some questions that you might start with. Is my child performing on grade level? Uh, What are my child's academic strengths? And if there are weaknesses, what are they? 
And then important these days are questions like, how's my child doing socially and emotionally? And then it's vitally important that if in your home some stuff is going on, like maybe a divorce or there's some serious illness or there's going to be a new baby in the home, that would be good to communicate that as well to the teacher so that if the child begins to act a little differently than they have in the past, the teacher might have some frame of reference to understand that a little bit better. Great advice there, Ralph. Finally, Cornell University professor named Russell Rickford is under fire for calling the recent Hamas attack on Israel exhilarating and energizing. Cornell called those comments reprehensible. Ralph, now there's debate. Should the professor be fired by that Ivy League school? What are your thoughts? Well, it is interesting. I mean, their top leaders really condemned this professor, and students have ended up calling for his firing. They've had over 1,400 signatures on a petition that says his comments were inappropriate, offensive, and divisive. But here's the fact. He's a tenured professor, and even though you and I might think firing is appropriate, I really doubt that that will happen. I think it will just blow over. But I'm glad that people are making a fuss over his comments, and I hope that it may cause him to be more careful in the future. All right, we always got to call out hate wherever we see it. The anti-Semitism that we're seeing on a lot of campuses cause for great concern. Hey, we've been a lot of places the last five minutes, Ralph. If folks have questions about any of the topics discussed on today's program, where can they find you, Ralph Kerr? Well, as you mentioned, Bob, it's simply whyrun.org, whyrun.org.